Welcome to Sleep Time Sleep Meditations. As you settle down, there'll possibly be a quick ad before I say the title of the episode to help support this podcast. And then there'll be no more ads so you can keep sleeping. Just ensure you don't autoplay onto another episode. And please consider downloading my new app called Sleep Time Sleep Meditations. All my sleep meditations, subliminals, sleep music, guided meditations and more are all in one place, ad free and interruption free. Hundreds of audios await you with fresh editions every week released there first. It's available from app stores, links in the description, so you can fall asleep fast every night. Thanks so much. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to this sleep story. The giant and the ancient ruins. Gently fall asleep as you listen. Please refrain from listening while driving or doing anything else. Make sure you'll be undisturbed and lay down in a very comfortable position. Close your eyes and follow the sound of my voice. Although this is just a fictional story, my sleep stories are largely based around dreams, out-of-body experiences and past life regressions. So drifting away, drifting ever so gently and happily into relaxation now. Here we go. Away, away, into sleepy storyland. My consciousness went on a little journey as it often does, sleeping happily in bed while the essence of me, my beingness, began to travel dimensions. And this time it was the dimension of time, away back into the past I went, way way back, thousands and thousands of years and far away too. Although still on this planet, Earth, this blue wonder, I went far away 
somewhere on earth to a warm and humid place. Although I can think myself back home, back to my sleeping self any time, I'm always safe in the knowledge I'm in full control. Sometimes I end up in times and places that I wouldn't have thought to go or didn't even realize existed. This is alright of course, because you can't know what you don't know, and it's a pleasant surprise to end up somewhere new. My spirit goes anyway, while my mind and body are sleeping so blissfully in my bed at home. I found myself in what seemed to be the jungle, but not a dense jungle. It had trees and greenery, like tropical vegetation, as far as could possibly be seen. Trees and plants everywhere, and some orangey-yellow coloured dirt beneath my now-manifested feet. I'd fully appeared in this place, as if my real solid self the power of consciousness is quite something. And looking around, all the different greens were incredibly striking. Dark greens, light greens, all luscious and natural. The sun was shining down from above through a fairly thick canopy of trees but not too dense. The air was warm and pleasant, and all I could hear were birds, so many of them, beautiful sounds of tropical birds. It must be paradise then. It sounds like it, it seems like it, but I'm not sure where I am. It feels long, long ago, before any civilization that I would recognize. I'm not sure why, it just feels that way. The energy of this place feels very different somehow to the energies of modern day. Like the earth itself is pretty happy and content with how things are going. Like there's harmony on the planet and how blue the sky was. It was the bluest of blues, so deep and rich. And the lighting all around just seemed so brilliant, like all of nature and all around was radiating some kind of healthy glow. So, feeling relaxed and happy, in this beautiful place, I decided to take a little stroll along the path, indicating to me that there were people around somewhere, having trodden this well-worn path, or perhaps some kind of animal had worn it in. I can be confident though, that whatever or whoever I meet, I'm perfectly fine and well, because I can think myself home 
at any moment. The path is a little dusty and I can feel the dust getting in between my toes. It's soft though, like a fine powder. And a colourful parrot flies past, like a streak of blue and purple going by. This is turning out to be a very pleasant walk indeed. And I wonder, as I go, if I shouldn't be out in nature even more, although this place is especially beautiful. I do love a stroll on a warm day amongst the natural energies of the forest. And if I listen really hard, I can hear a waterfall. It's just coming into an audible range. Not so much a trickling, but more of a flowing and a crashing. It sounds like quite a large waterfall, it must be, but still a little way away and surely this path is leading to it. But as I go around a bend in the path, I peer around the corner, and I'm confronted with something new and unexpected. A clearing opening up ahead of me, revealing the most wondrous sight to behold. Why, I couldn't believe it an immense structure of stone ahead of me, revealing more and more of itself as I moved forward. It looked to be composed of large stone block, grey whitish in colour, cut to precision, towering strong and high with mighty pillars, tall walls and grand paving over the ground. As I approach, fascinating etchings in the stone come into view, of hieroglyphics and all kinds of scenes involving people, animals, astrological alignments and other images. A huge temple, belonging to I don't know who, yet it appears to be somewhat unfinished. how tall the doorway is, towering so high as I walk towards it. Perhaps I shouldn't go in, yet it looks fascinating and quite familiar in a way. Such ancient monuments in our present look exactly that, ancient. Yet standing here, this construction appears to be brand new. It's quite a different look indeed to see what we would consider an ancient monument looking brand new. I stand for a moment in awe. The birds chirping and squawking nearby and in the distance, as if to say, carry on, but I'm not sure whether to go in the temple or to go around. This was all unexpected. But where are the builders of this place, I wonder? Rather than going inside, I decide to take a little tour around the structure. Going quietly now, 
I don't want to startle anyone who might happen to be here. Foliage to the left of me. There's a path between that and the monument leading around the left side. So I head that way. And that sound of running water or a waterfall is growing louder. It's a relaxing sort of sound. The sound of running water always serves to do that. The monument towering high to my right. I'm still walking along and I can also hear movement. The sound of something large scuffling around. Something very large and heavy perhaps. So I decide to creep along with no rush because there's all the time in the world. It's very interesting here and I want to take it all in. Although the energies of this place feel ever so warm and inviting, I've never quite experienced such a feeling before of security and confidence. Maybe this place is healing in some way. All is well. I can feel this on a deep level. So I reach out to touch the cleanly cut stone of the monument, stopping for a moment to do so. I put out my hand and touch the stone. Looking quite glossy, so highly polished, this stonework must have taken hundreds of workers to create it so beautifully, and the equivalent of modern machinery to build it. I reach out and touch it. My fingers tingle. It feels slightly cold to the touch, although it's bathed in sunlight and the ambient temperature is warm. It's very strange. It feels smooth under my fingers. Then, just for a moment, one split second in time, as I touch it, I receive what feels like a memory or a sense of pure certain knowing that this place, although newly built, has a heritage that goes back even further in time, thousands upon thousands of years. It's a warm feeling, a happy feeling, a wise and old sensation. Reaching the other side of this huge structure now, I peep around the corner. I'm walking on stone paving, it seems like limestone, that's it, and I catch a glimpse of the source of the running water. It slowly comes into view, because it in itself is really large. I see a huge circular fountain sitting centrally opposite the other side of this huge temple. I think I've actually arrived around the front. This fountain is more like a giant waterfall. It's in the centre of a large circular pool of water, crisp and blue. I can't get near the waterfall because the pool surrounding it is far too wide. I'd have to get in the water 
which is quite tempting because it looks so fresh and pure. Oh, how lovely it would be to have a swim in that water and get under that magical waterfall, water cascading over tall polished stone over there. I turn to look up at the temple and this entrance once again has huge pillars and a gigantic entrance with stone steps leading up to it. There are huge stone planters here and there also, with luscious trees and plants flourishing in them, making this an oasis or a paradise. There's that shuffling sound again, what could it be? I turn to locate its source out of wonder and curiosity, and behold, out of the temple appears a figure, an enormous figure, perhaps up to ten feet tall or more. I move back and back again, but it's too late, I've already been seen, and before my emotions had time to react, the tall being smiles at me with eyes that reveal they were happy to see me. A giant, I thought, maybe the builder of this place, a real giant. A man with a dark complexion and a friendly face and traditional or ethnic attire. He begins walking with muffled but slightly thumping steps towards me, his arms held open to greet me. I relax once again and take a seat on the side of the pool and greet the gentleman with a smile and a hello. And the giant said to me, as he comes over to take a seat, I welcome you here. I get the sense that you are both here and not here. You've somehow arrived from far away, far not just in distance, but in time. Yes, I said, I travel in my dreams, I visit all sorts of places, a pleasure to meet you. Did you build this place? Where is everybody? Yes, I did build this place, he replied. I'm not yet finished, and by everybody, I suppose you mean the villagers. They live in wood and straw buildings not far from here. I'm building them a new village so that their civilization in the future can thrive. This here is only part of it. Look beyond the fountain, beyond the trees. I did so and saw many houses also made of stone, not as thick and tall as the temple, but smaller and numerous. When will the villagers move in? I asked. Oh, in about ten more years. I've been busy here for almost fifty years, crafting this place. Before that, I gathered up the people who were living in small settlements and caves here and there. They were searching for food, which grew more difficult as their numbers grew, 
and I taught them how to cultivate the land, farm their food, and domesticate and raise their own animals. Soon they will be here and form a great civilization, which will last a thousand years. The people will grow into this vast city that I have built, and these people, I hope, will take care of this earth into the future. I have more to teach them when they arrive, about the stars and their alignment, and the energies of mind and matter, and love and feeling, and then I'll return to, to where I came from. And where is that? I asked. The giant simply smiled and looked upwards towards the heavens. Still confused, I put one more question to him, looking up at him at a great height. But how did you build this place all on your own? Let me show you, he replied. On the other side of this particular continent, he went on, is a type of stone that makes great building material. I can see it in my mind's eye now if I close my eyes. He did so. I can see that this rock is underground and far away, and if I think in terms of the shape that I need, and make sure I don't take it from anywhere that I mustn't, I can bring a piece of it here, one block at a time. Really? I asked, in disbelief. Yes, really, he replied. I can see it, almost feel it. It's dark there underground though. If I really put my mind and my heart into it, I can make it sort of, how can I say this, dematerialize from there, and materialize, appear here. I need some more stone, so I'll bring it here now. It takes quite a bit of my energy though, you see. His eyes were closed. He appeared to be meditating as he sat on the side of the pool with me. I looked around, waiting for something to happen, or perhaps for him to say something to me. He wasn't saying anything. The trees were absolutely still, for there wasn't even the slightest breeze and the air was warm and humid, and the giant was still concentrating. The sun sat lower in the sky, perhaps because it was approaching evening time. I observed how the paving fit together like a puzzle, and how beautiful the hieroglyphs were, etched above and around the entrance to the temple, as I waited. I wonder what they might mean. Then, at that moment, something started to appear on the ground, right in front of us. It seemed to be a large rectangular block of something, transparent at first. It was appearing right there, becoming more and more solid as each moment passed. It was a block of limestone perfectly sharp edges, already smooth and polished. 
I stood up as the block fully materialized and found that it was tall as my waist and as wide as I am tall. How amazing this was, yet I wonder. It can't go here, I said to the giant, turning towards him as he opened his eyes. You have wonderful skill, but now what will you do? The stone block can't go here in the middle of the courtyard. No, he said, you're right. It took so much energy to bring it here. Don't worry, I have a much easier method of positioning it where I want it. He reached into his pockets and pulled out two devices, both identical to each other. Somewhat conical in shape, they seemed to be two metal trumpets, metal cones actually. I wondered what these were for. He held them up, one in each hand, arms outstretched, the wide end of each trumpet-like device was pointing towards the stone block. The giant began making a sound with his vocal cords, like a humming sound, not too loud, but of a constant pitch. I was still feeling rather confused at this point. His voice began to resonate, like a wavy vibration sound. He must have had particular vocal training to achieve such a sound. And what was even more peculiar was that the sound of his voice was somehow being amplified by these two devices he was holding. Amplified, yes, but not loudly, more like a vibration or a resonance. Next, I had to do a double take, because it looked very much to me like the stone block, tons of weight was floating just a little way off the ground. I approached it once more and bent down to take a closer look, and yes, indeed, the block was floating. Looking at the giant and back at the silently floating stone, I could barely believe my eyes. He showed me his little smile once again with bright eyes that seemed to hold all the wisdom in the universe, and he proceeded to lift the block up while pointing his devices towards it and humming. It went up and over my head and into the distance. He placed it down near to another structure away away, and the block didn't even make a sound when he placed it down, almost as if he had made it as light as a feather. So that's how you've been building this place, I said. Thank you for showing me. Yes, he agreed, and perhaps you can take some of this knowledge with you when you go back to your future, the giant said. But I have no idea how you did any of that, I remarked. Ah, but you know it can be done he said assuredly. And there's one more thing, will you follow me into the temple? I nodded, and we turned to walk and I followed him up the steps. 
I looked up at him once more, concentrating on his appearance, and observed that he had earrings hanging from each ear, made of beads and colourful feathers. How lovely they were. I hope he's happy here, I thought. Into the temple now, and as we enter, I notice bright rays of sunshine streaming in through apertures in the walls, and the sky could be seen through a larger hole in the roof. The giant led me over to the centre of the room, beneath the aperture in the roof, and as I moved beneath it, all of a sudden, it was night. It had become night time. Looking all around this large and empty room, darkness had befallen it, yet moonlight shone in from every angle. Time had jumped forward into night time, and I wondered if the giant had caused that, or if it was a result of simply walking into this spot in the temple. This really was a sacred place, and I considered if the power and the energy of this place were too strong, too significant for me to process. But the giant wished me well, and said goodbye as he headed off into an adjoining room. I was surprised to see him go so suddenly, but I realised I had to do something else see something else. And all at once I was surrounded by light coming from above, like cosmic rays emanating from the heavens. It felt pure and loving, like a warm hug made only of light. I began to rise up, up and up, yet I felt safe and secure no matter what. Up through the hole in the roof, floating so freely, carried by this light, and as I rose higher, so comfortably and happily, I observed below. I had a bird's eye view, and what I saw was the land below, moving through time, like watching a time-lapse video. It was lit by the moonlight so clearly the entire time, and there were many little lights below. The city grew larger over time, and it grew some more. The temple was extended, a pyramid was built, and more and more homes were constructed. It grew into a great city, the height of civilization. It was magnificent and it was good, filled with many wonderful people that the giant had helped and taught. And I thought of the giant down below as I floated there, watching the city change through time. Was he still there, or did he leave? I had sensed that he was ancient, and would live a very long time. And as I floated and moved so quietly and gently over the city, I thought I saw him. 
yet it was a statue of him standing at the centre, tall and proud, smiling down on all the inhabitants, proud of his creation I think, and of how he helped the people to progress, entrusting them with the care of this place. 